Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm Tony Caligiri. We are broadcasting live from Santora's across from the Marriott. Special edition of Inside High School Sports is today. We will produce or we will give you the 10 finalists for the Connolly Cup for this year's Connolly Cup. And uh, joining me at Santora's, we have Dennis Sorrow from the Connolly Cup Committee, Roger Weiss, and Frank Wolf on location here. Frank, welcome to the program. Our newest member uh, replacing Marquell. We'll kind of never replace Marquell, but uh, you're going to fill in for him for now on. I hope so. I, I got uh, very big uh, shoes to fill. Yeah, and uh, you know he, he has one specific that you have to do is in the breaks you have to be able to talk food. I'll see if I can handle that. All right. As long as we've got that set, we should be okay. Boy, um, I'm glad you told me that. I was so worried. I was going to say, my God, Markel looks so pale down there. Oh, my God. That's not Markel. But I know Markel's listening, so. He is. He's listening on the WGR app, and uh, you can get that right on the app store, if I'm not mistaken. Just download that to your phone, and you can take this show and WGR Sports Radio 550 anywhere you want. Morning, Dennis. Morning, Tony. This is exciting. This is your big day. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It seemed like it was only yesterday we were talking about doing this. Yeah, and now here we are at Santor's. We're going to uh, uh, present the finalists, 10 finalists today. And you also brought some shirts for any of the kids that show up uh, for a little added incentive for showing up that, so that we could talk to them during the show and, and discuss the, uh, you know, what it's like to be mentioned with, I mean, you're talking about the best of the best throughout Western New York uh, high school football. Yeah, you figure there's over 3,000 kids playing football. And Is that all? <laughs> <laughs> Just a few names to pour over. Yes. All right, we're, we're going to. Good gonna... luck on that, too, because, boy, I couldn't get down below 15, guys. I, after I got down to 15, I couldn't scratch anybody off the list. So, uh, Roger says before the show, hey, uh, you know, yeah, we're going to get the list, and then we're going to tell Dennis where he went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to get to that in a little bit. Uh, so we have games to talk about from last night. Uh, we have games going on today that we'll talk about. Uh, so news and notes time. I want to start this off by talking about our banquet last night. Uh, as you know, my son Nicholas and I were part of the Niagara Falls Junior Football Club Diamondbacks in the uh, NASA League. And so we held our banquet last night at the uh, conference center in Niagara Falls. It was a great time. The kids had a lot of fun. They were decked out in their jerseys. Uh, we had the uh, trophies and everything. And a uh, special shout-out to uh, Bill Cassell, President, uh, uh, Chuck Fink, Vice President, and uh, all, the, all, all the board members who did so much work throughout the year and did such a great job in making, uh, making this year just as smooth 
as possible. We had special awards. Congratulations to Anthony Savino, Armani Morris, Q Mason, Max Townsend, Xavier Bainey, Ian Peterson, uh, just to name a few. So big shouts out to them. Great night and a lot of fun. And looking forward to next year moving up to the Cobras and uh, continuing our uh, our football journey, as uh, Nicholas likes to say, is a lot of fun. In fact, we had uh, pictures taken uh, last night, and you know, they have things set up where they have uh, computers, so you go on and you can see action photos throughout the year that uh, our great photographer took, and it was really cool. And they had one that they uh, it's like they put Nicholas on a uh, Madden 17 cover with EA Sports and we had it blown up into a, a poster it was super cool and I think that's going to go in my room never mind Nicholas <laughs> I think I want to keep that one uh, for myself so we had a lot of fun with that and thanks to everybody there now, I've talked about this a couple of weeks ago Western New York Amateur Football Alliance they have college football recruiting night coming up it's December the 6th from 6 to 8.30, and it's going to be at New Era Field, the Jim Kelly Club. You take the west entrance, Abbott Road, gate number 6. And the event is uh, conducted to help expose our quality area seniors to as many college football coaches as possible. Uh, and uh, It's in a convenient, uh, casual setting. The event will provide an outstanding opportunity for college coaches to meet senior athletes and their parents to discuss a variety of recruiting and financial issues. Anybody that's ever applied for college knows how in-depth that can be. A lot of questions, you can get them answered there. They'll have Division two, Division three colleges. Uh, Football representatives will be on hand to answer any and all questions that you might have. Hey, if you got a uh, game DVD, some other media highlights or whatever, your high school transcript, bring it. It's, uh, it, it's uh, something that you should bring along. The event is a follow-up to the 2016 Football uh, Junior Combine sponsored by the Western New York Amateur Football Alliance. That was held last May. It was a huge success. If any athlete or... Uh, Wants to attend the combine? Be sure to attend this event again. It's senior football players only and their parents from the Niagara Frontier area. And we're going to have Len Jankwitz on in the future to talk about this, Raj. We should also mention it is Tuesday, December 6th. If you have a conflict, you know, some of you guys are wrestling or some of you guys are playing basketball that night, they have similar events Monday and Wednesday, and one of them is in a, a Section 5 location. The other, might, you might have to go to Syracuse if that's a, uh, a conflict as well at Rochester. But point being, if you still can attend your whatever schedule you have that night and you're not restricted, there are other opportunities. Contact your football coach. He should be able to turn you on to who to contact if you can't make the December 6th uh, event. Raj, you remember uh, last year we had the pleasure of having uh, John Dolick III as a guest on the show. And, JD3. Uh, JD3. We had a blast with him. And uh, if anybody that knows the Dolick family knows that uh, Mr. Dolick is, uh, is in a fight for his life. Stage four. Stage four cancer. And uh, there's an article uh, by Gene Warner in the uh, Buffalo News. And uh, thanks to Dave DeLuca to sending me this and Harry Skull Jr. Uh, if anybody's not familiar, you can go to this article. What was it in yesterday's paper? Yeah, well, but it wasn't in the sport page. I believe it was in the Friday morning in the local section. The gist of the story is is that uh, Mrs. Dolick has worked for the sheriff's department for X amount of years, 
and they have this whole campaign coming on about uh, fighting cancer, you know, the pink uh, sheriff's car and all that. Then they turn around and fire her. She's taking care of her husband who's sick. He's fighting for his life, and they fire her, saying that she's abusing her sick time. That's disgusting, absolutely disgusting. Uh, they have started a GoFundMe page, and that's set up by uh, one of her uh, co-workers. So I'm, you know, I'm not too familiar with the GoFundMe. He's uh, set up. I think it's either Colleen or Jessica. One's the wife, and the other's the daughter. And I get them two mixed up, but that's the one that's setting up the thing. And uh, she's a real pistol. But uh, we, I hope we can help her out in any way we can, because the family is a super family. It's also posted on our Inside High School Sports Facebook page. Uh, Dave DeLuca posted it. If you want to check that out. Um, help the family out. Obviously, they're in uh, tough times right now, and now's not the time to be losing your job. I just, I'm, you know, and, and you think about the holidays right around the corner. It, you know, I'm sure they have their policies or whatnot, but I just don't think common sense prevailed here. Not at all. Well, it just makes you wonder what else is going on, what other events tr- transpired and all that, because. Just what they put on, you know, something's missing. We don't know all the details. We may be out of line commenting, but, you know, unfortunately the Dolek family means a lot to this program, and uh, we support them 100%. Absolutely. Uh, Frank, you had uh, something for news and notes as well. Yeah, well, let's start off with boys soccer. Grand Island puts their undefeated record on the line today against New Hartford Section 3. Our good buddy Markel uh, Slaughter's out there covering that in his new role. The winner will play tomorrow at 1030 for States. Canisius defeated Holy Cross in the Catholic School Semi, 5-1 to one, uh, th- earlier in the week. Girls Soccer, Class AA Clarence, they're in action today at 12-30 uh, versus Section 1 Arlington, Class C Newfane. Uh, they're on the field right now battling Shenango Forks out of Section 4. And Boys Volleyball, Eden, Class D2 champs, the Eden Boys, uh, by defeating Hamburg earlier in the week. And the Western New York Athlete of the Week is Max Giordano from Lancaster. Uh, they defeated Orchard Park last Saturday out at the Ralph, the Cap, the Nerf, whatever you guys are calling it these the days. Nerf. <laughs> uh, but uh, an incredible game. Three interceptions, and uh, best of luck to them today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Shout-out going out to, uh, let's see, Alyssa Halleck. Uh, she is a swimmer at Williamsville North High School, and she's out, obviously an outstanding swimmer, has accepted a scholarship to swim for LSU. How about that? So congratulations to... Lady Tiger. Yeah, congratulations to Alyssa Halleck. Uh, job well done, and uh, best of luck to you in the future. Thank you to her dad, Gary, for emailing that to me. The Nerf? <laughs> the Nerf? <laughs> anyway, girls volleyball. Monday uh, I went to uh, Sweet Home High School. They had the girls... B1, B2 crossover match as well as the C1, C2. What an epic match in the C1, C2. Defending uh, Class C champions, uh, Eden. That was a surprise. They were defending champions. Get out of here. Defending Class D champions, Portville. The only problem is both of them can't repeat as state champions because Portville moved up from Class D to Class C2. Portville took. Eden to four matches. How many local teams can say that? Uh, and Portville, I think, had one senior. So I expect good things from Portville if they stay in Class C next year. And, of course, we always expect good things from Eden. So uh, 
Congratulations to Eden once again. I believe the St. Mary's girls might be downstate for the Catholic state champions today. Don't hold me to that. And a special uh, shout out to my favorite St. Joe's graduate, Paul Hustler. Little hitch in his giddy up. He had some surgery yesterday. The surgery went well. The prognosis is good. Paul, if you're awake, I know you're listening. Get well soon. Get Bre well, Paul. Brenda, take care of that 70-plus old son of yours. <laughs> Make sure he gets well soon. You know, we always wish him the best. We missed him in the press box yesterday. We'll miss him today at the Nerf. Hey, look, the best football player, whatever it's called these days, is by the high school boys, let's be honest. I mean, they haven't seen a playoff game there since last year when uh, New York State S you know New York State returned. He's Bennett played more high school, more played more playoff games there than the Bills have in the last 20 years. <laughs> the nerf. <laughs> Until they win a playoff game or make the playoffs, we'll call it the nerf. Sounds good to me. Once again, we are broadcasting live from Santeros Pizza Pub and Grill, newly remodeled Pizza Pub and Grill, 41 taps on hand buffalo's first pizzeria so come on down we are across from the marriott uh beautiful day today a little chilly out but we're set up here inside the beautiful uh pub and we have tvs everywhere you look and there's college highlights i'm in my glory right now just looking at the highlights so if i sound distracted that's because i'm seeing something really cool on tv oh i thought you were looking at a menu that's why you seem so distracted Oh, yeah, that's right. That will distract me, too. <laughs> Wait a second. We don't have this at the studio? No, we don't quite have as much. We have one TV. You uh, shouldn't have told him. I told him we had that. What did you do? Darn Tony Kitchen. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into talking about last night's action. St. Francis defeating St. Joe's 26-14. to Jerry, Jerry Hickson had 106 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Dylan McDuffie with a buck 78. Follow along in today's Buffalo News. Uh, that's a... Uh, uh, this is going off a piece from Marshall Haim. So uh, there's your boy. <laughs> so he's writing his uh, piece in here covering the game. Let's talk about this game last night. Now this is setting up. All right, Kanisha's plays today against Tymon at home, 1 o'clock. Winner of that plays St. Francis next week. You know, and uh, Tymon Kanisha's played earlier in the year. We know Tymon won there. So um, it's, it's time for Kanisha's to step up and, you know, well, different circumstances here. I mean, look at the playing conditions that, yeah. uh, you know, that was a, a mud game. I was just going to say, was it a swimming meet or was it a football game? It was, something, was, it was supposed to be a game, a football game. I don't know if any of our uh, Conley Cup uh, committee men were here were at that game, but uh, I guess it was. It could have been confused with a swimming meet as the conditions of the field that night. So uh, we'll be playing them um, to this afternoon under a little more Normal conditions, maybe not as warm, but it's all, typ all weather field. Typical uh, November football, so it should be a really good game. Uh, I know I was at the Time and Franny's game, and boy, that Myers, he could, you know, Kanisha's going to have their hands full with him. And, uh, you know, yes, it, the field conditions overall might be conducive to Kanisha's, but it's also be conducive to uh, Mr. Myers. Well, I heard M Myers left early in the game against O'Hare. He was pretty beat up. I don't know what his status is for this game, but I thought that was told that if he had would have had to finish the game that he could have. This is what I heard. I don't know how true it is. So we'll see. I mean, obviously health, you know, plays a factor this late in the season. You know, guys are dinged up, you know, uh, playing all these games and 
You know, it's gut check time to see see what you have. But uh, obviously, Kanish is going to come into this game really focused. They know they have their hands full with time, and I don't think they would take time in lightly. And I think it's going to be a fantastic game and set up a nice showdown against Franny's. My biggest disappointment is uh, in previous years, they've had the semis at the Ralph where obviously they couldn't conflict with the Far West Regionals. And I'm missing them this year. It's either go last night to uh, St. Francis and today to Canisius and miss the Far West Regionals, which I opted not to do. All right, other action last night. You had uh, Bennett losing to Greece Athena 41-12. to So that puts not, an, not just an end to the uh, Bennett Tigers season, but to the brand Bennett Tigers. That will be no more now. You know what? They're always going to be uh, Bennett to me. You know, they combined Kensington and Bennett for football and all that. Olmstead at Kensington, and now it's going to be what? Cats at Bennett Computer and something technology. Uh, acronym Cats would fit for what the new school name right. is going to be at Bennett and all that. It'll still be Bennett to me, you know. Uh, us old folks will continue to call it be uh, Colin Bennett. When you said us old folks, were you implying me? In no, no, you're well? young. Thank you. Yeah, dirt's old. I was just, just going to say, it's uh, not a nice thing to say about Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> you can take those insults, Dennis. I have to comment on one thing, uh, Miguel. So I had a laugh. Uh, he said in, uh, I don't know which uh, article, whether it was the uh, Maple Grove article or the Bennett, an estimated 1,000 people. He was counting the people. At the first game, when he mentioned the second game, uh, the uh, the let's put it this way: the crowd at the Bennett game, you didn't have to estimate it; you could, you could have counted them in 30 seconds. Uh, Alexander sent a contingent. I think there were more people from Alexander last night than the other three schools put together. That section was literally filled for. So that they traveled game. well. Yeah, and of course you say they travel well. I think Alexander isn't that somewhere near Attica, which is a lot closer to. Uh, the Ralph than Maple Grove is, but uh, understandably, yes, they had a great turnout. But uh, I would say uh, the thousand was uh, all four games, not just the one game. That was awfully I mean, disappointing. All four teams. That was awfully disappointing. The turnout yesterday, I gotta agree. Yeah, people need to get out there and do a better job supporting Maple Grove, uh, beating Alexander twenty-eight to nothing. Uh, I mean, Alexander was held to 142 yards of total offense. Uh, you know, everybody talk about, well, Maple Grove, they could do this, they could do that on offense, but they could obviously play some defense. And it's my understanding that may have been the de facto state champion. Those are probably, out of the surviving, what, eight teams, those are the two best. So uh, if uh, Maple Grove, uh, you know, pays their dues, does what they're supposed to do, they should be uh, state champions. Both, they're just a machine. Both teams came in undefeated 10-0. and That's the first time Alexander's ever won 10 games in a, in a season. First time they've ever gotten this far. The coach was in the locker room after the game consoling that team for almost 40 minutes. Did inexperience could have that could that have played a, a part in this? Or is just Maple Grove just that much better? Trouble Maple is, if you concentrate on Brad Benson, Trevor Misek, who is going to probably be one of the most underrated guys this year, uh, I would dare say if he was on a team other than Maple Grove, he might be seriously considered as a finalist for the announcement we're going to make in a few minutes. That kid can play the game. He could play for any team in western New York and be a stud. That's no question about it. On um, both sides of the ball. On both sides of the ball. Mitch Padilla, another stud on defense. Uh, he had 11 tackles yesterday. Um, they lose 15 seniors, Alexander. And bearing in mind, too, uh, 
Maple Grove played without their starting quarterback. Who should be back next week. We spoke to him after the game. Uh, Dalton Dubois, who uh, I believe at one week was nominated for Connolly Cup. Um, they had a sophomore come in, did not finish the game. They brought in uh, a lot of the kids from the bench. They were up 28-0. Um, so, uh, so obviously they weren't throwing the ball around, just, you know, Pounded out with your ground game. They finished. Mysek and uh, Benson had all of the positive yards yesterday for Maple Grove, over two two seventy. You said that the quarterback might be ready for next week. Did anybody other than him say that? Coach said they'll get back to you during the week. I went right over to two boys and he said I cannot wait to get back, but he won't know probably until Wednesday. In all and uh, he doesn't have the last say as to whether he's uh, physically able to perform. So he does not. Take that with a grain of salt. I think they're good enough. You know, like I say, if they don't beat themselves, they're going to win the next two games. Dennis? If I remember right, Alexander was averaging 40 points a game. Yes. Yes. I think he might. In fact, that might have even been. Yeah, in that's in, the, in uh, today's Buffalo News article. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll tell you about uh, today's games that are going to be at, uh, at the uh, – the cap, the lid, whatever you want, the nerve. The nerve. The nerve. I love that. We'll talk about those. Once again, we are broadcasting live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Newly remodeled, 41 taps. I mean, this is this is it. This is Buffalo's original pizzeria in Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill across from the Marriott in Amherst. Love to see you come on down. We'll be back with more Inside High School Sports. We're back live at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill, across from the Marriott in Amherst, newly remodeled, 41 taps. Look at all of those taps. I'm, like, licking my chops right now. Uh, Buffalo's first pizzeria, Santora's. Come on by. We are here till 11 o'clock, and if you can't make it until afterwards, we'll just come on by for a pizza. Why not? It's a beautiful day. Any day that you can have a pizza is a good day by Good day by me. We are talking about uh, the games going on today. We will, in a few minutes, have our list of the Connolly Cup finalists for 2016. Dennis, when are we coming up on the 50th uh, anniversary soon? Yeah, this is the 45th year. All right, so 5 Warren, we're going to be doing the big 5-0. Yeah, we're working on trying to get in touch with all those previous winners because we're going to invite everybody back. Cool. Well, if this is the 45th year, how come they only have 41 taps? Where's the other four taps? We couldn't coordinate that. We couldn't. Oh, we oh we were, you know, didn't think about that. That's my fault, Raj. Anthony, don't you know things like that upset me? Why do you let that stuff happen? Uh, i got to pay better, better attention to detail. And by the way, thank you to Santoras for hosting us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, anybody that pos- uh, partners up with high school sports is all right by us. Games going on today at, uh, at New Era Field. Uh, we'll start with Lancaster taking on Victor. That's going to be at 315. Victor comes into this game undefeated, and so does Lancaster. But Victor's been like a monster all year in Section 5. Yeah, uh, Terry Kunick gives me updates on Victor and all that. They started the year, you know, when they beat Aquinas, uh, Terry says, boy, Aquinas must be down this year because this is not one of Victor's better teams. Well, guess what? Somebody tried to tell, forgot to tell Victor that, and here they are at the Far West Regional. So that's going to be an interesting game. Eric Rupp, his first year as head coach of Lancaster, and he's and he's taking them to uh, the stadium. Absolutely remarkable. So best of luck to Lancaster today. Again, that starts at 3.15. Is it a little early to rename the field Cling Foil Rupp Field? Do you think it's a little early? <laughs> 
I'm just curious. You never know. You, know. you never know, Roger. Uh, Dunkirk plays uh, Batavia. That's at 630. Dunkirk coming into this one, 8-2, and two, and uh, Batavia 10-0. and oh, But you have to feel that Dunkirk is the favorite in this one. Well, what they did against Chicktawaga a week ago, I wouldn't argue with that on a bet. They were very impressive last week. And uh, like I say, the first uh, first two weeks of the season, they didn't have a full squad for one reason or the other and all that. But uh, they've been uh, taking no prisoners the rest of the way. Well, you know, you look at what Dunkirk has been able, able to do, whether it's offense or defense, and uh, – you got Batavia, a little bit of history there with them as far as uh, success. So this is really exciting. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and the other thing, too, is you know we mentioned before the playoffs started, and I know you mentioned it specifically that you felt Maple Grove was the best chance at a state title. What Dunkirk did last week, does that change your mind or thinking as to how far Dunkirk could go? Oh, it's not that I don't think Dunker can go that far. It's just that I think it'll be a little tougher road for Dunker to go than it would be Maple Grove. Again, last night, I think the biggest bump in the road for Maple Grove, they went over that bump last night. Uh, Class B, no, it doesn't get any easier after they win. If, and if, they, if, in fact, they win this afternoon, it doesn't get any easier. Maple Grove, theoretically, has beaten the teams they needed to beat to get uh, to the promised land. And, again, from here on in, it's like the only team that can beat Maple Grove is Maple Grove. And, you know, Dunkirk really started turning heads uh, after that pounding of Maryvale, you know, that first playoff game. That woke a lot of people up. Uh, I remember Brian Thomas sending me a message saying that's a statement game. And yeah. I think he's right. You think? 59 to nothing? What, what was your first clue? Yeah, I don't think you can make much more of a statement no, yeah. than that. You know, and I don't, and you know, I hate to go back to that game, but Maryville just came off a difficult loss to Chictawaga. You know, where were their heads for that particular game? They didn't take Dunkirk seriously at all. Dunkirk rolled them, and then Dunkirk, with not much experience at this level, at this this far in the game here, uh, they come into the rail for the first time, and they beat an unbelievable Chictawaga team. Heads Nobody to took Class B South seriously all year. They says, you know what? If Olean is the top team, they're just not as good as the other two. Well, I tell you what, I watched that Olean game against uh, Chictawaga. They were good. And if you figure Dunkirk lost to Olean early in the season. But they were they were uh, missing a few players. In that yes, game. so uh, Class B South was a lot better. East Aurora was a very good team, maybe along with South Park, the two teams, two best teams in the area that did not make the playoffs, and they both won their respective funky bowls. That shows you at least they were right up there. Uh, East Aurora doesn't lose that uh, game to uh, what? Pioneer when there was about four kick returns for a touchdown or something. They might have been in the playoffs, and they could have been a force. Absolutely. You want to talk about a well-traveled team. There wasn't many empty seats in that Dunkirk section when they came. Here's another game where Batavia is closer than Dunkirk. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I'll tell you what, those, those Dunkirk fans are going to embarrass the other teams. Like Bennett, their fan base oh, did not yeah. travel at all. Dunkirk is going to have that entire side filled. They had seven busloads for the last game. How many they got today? Oh, I'm well, sure. The city doesn't back, uh, you know, and I'm not trying to be offensive or, or wise guy here, but they don't support football uh, like other areas do. You know, well, I, I, I tell you how many games I go to, and I'll see you know handful of people. Uh, that doesn't on surprise this me because there wouldn't have been that many people even if they played the Far West Regional at all high. 
previous experience there, the Section 5 teams, as a rule, bring more people to the games in Western New York in Section 6 than the Section 6 uh, fan base does, and I'm not sure why. Yeah, they do a better job of coming out and supporting high school athletics, I guess. Uh, game that uh, we're headed to right after the show at noon, Cleve Hill taking on Bishop Kearney. Uh, Cleve Hill coming in 9-1, and one, Kearney undefeated. Uh, Kearney uh, private school and uh, some history there behind them. I hope they're ready for Mr. Eldridge. Boy, you go down the field and look at that guy. Anybody here volunteer to try to tackle him? I don't see one hand raised, Anthony. That dude. Uh, from, I'm looking forward to watching him play. A former pulling guard, and you got to tackle him now when he carries the ball. And uh, advice to you referees, stay out of his way because he'll go through you. He won't go around you. He proved that last week. <laughs> Benson almost did that last night. Yes, he did. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this game, and I uh, promise Mark Quellslaughter that uh, Nick and I will be rooting and cheering for uh, his Cleve Hill squad today, so best of luck to them. That Cleve Hill team last week set a record for high schools out at the Ralph. 478 yards rushing on the ground. That's a new record at the Ralph for high school teams. Eldridge had 201 of them, 15 carries. Wow. And like you say, a former pulling guard. You see this guy, you know, what's that lineman doing with a uh, uh, – Skill player number on his shirt, isn't there? What, it was like the seven or the six in front of the five came off his jersey or something. <laughs> no, he's a running back now. Yeah, looking forward to, to that. All right, Dennis, you know what time it is, don't you? It's time to reveal our uh, your list. This is the Connolly Cup finalist for 2016, and then you're going to have a banquet coming up. And when is the banquet? December third at Ilio de Paulo's. Okay, so December third, Ilio de Paulo's. That's where you'll announce the winner, the 2016 Connolly Cup. Uh, first of all, a little bit of history. We, we we just mentioned it. 45 years that you guys have been doing this. Let's talk about the process. And I know you know you and I have had conversations off the year. Like, Tony, you'd never believe these meetings and everything. Tell us a little bit about the process. Well, to start off, you know, I got to, you know, congratulate our, our committee. They, they work hard all year long. And this is a volunteer committee. And we have actually 27 guys on our committee. That, and, and only 15 of them were eligible to vote because you have to have so many. You have to see so many players in so many games. But even the part-timers that don't get the vote, they take it seriously. We have a meeting before the season. You know, we go over the prospects that we from the year before, and the newer guys that some of the coaches send in, saying, "You know, look, look at this guy, look at that guy." And um, we set a, a strategy for the first, you know, four to five weeks that we're going to go see as many schools as we can. Um, going into week six, we had seen all but nine schools in six weeks. The, the committee itself. We go out the first, and we. Everybody reports back to me. They they send an email to the, our our website or our email, and coaches and everybody, everybody can send anything in. You know, a lot of coaches do. I take all that stuff and I forward it to every committee member. They write up on the game. They get that sent out. You know, and then I spend like four hours on Sunday morning going through all these, talking to some of the guys on the committee, and that's how we come up with the weekly top performers, which has nothing to do with this list that comes out. You know, and. We saw actually 98 different players were nominated this year from 55 different schools. I That's mean, amazing. I mean, these guys really take the, the work seriously. We find the diamond in the rough. When you start whittling this down, and, and, I mean, you look at stats, do you take a look at, all right, 
this guy, because this was brought up on our Facebook page, that uh, so-and-so went up against more D1 prospects than somebody going up against, uh, you know, lesser opponents. So are you guys taking that into consideration, who the opponents are, who you're oh. putting the numbers up against, uh, you know? Well, we do in a way, but not only do our guys see the players, that, you know, Greg O'Shea does a great job on keeping track on where the guys go. And if you, if you notice, we got all the schools here. I'm not going to show you at all, but we go see these players more than once, and different committee members go see them at different games versus different players in different schools. Stats, we look at, but how do you justify a stat when some guys only play half games? Right. So stats have that much of a weight? No, they don't have that. Because, sure, if these guys play the whole game, their stats would be through the roof. And credit the coaches that don't do that. Right. They don't they're want, not running up the no, score. No, they're not running up the they're score. They're not trying to embarrass and, their and, opponent. And, and they're not, and obviously they're not doing it to build up the guy's stats to put him. You, you can see what a guy does in the first half. You know what sure. he's going to do in the long run. You know, and then we, we have a, a get-together every three weeks, which the third, after the third week, after the sixth week, and after the ninth week. We wanted in week nine, we had 50 players on our list. You know, we got to get that down for credibility to, to, to after week 10 to get that this thing to where we can get to 10 players, mm-hmm. which we had a four over a four-hour meeting where we talked about every single player and went through the list that everybody that saw this player talked about the player and how they felt and what they saw. And you had different opinions, you will. I mean, you could take four guys and tell these four guys, you pick your top ten. I'm willing to bet those four guys aren't going to have the same top ten. No, and you can go, again, I bring up our Facebook page, the uh, arguments back and forth as to who the top players are and everybody making a case for this guy, that guy, you know, this one missed games, and it goes on and on. Anthony, I told him for a fundraiser, you know, they can always use more funds. Why don't they video these Tuesday night meetings and sell them on eBay? They could make so much money on these. I hear some of the meetings are for the ages. Well, we'd have to, you know. They might, I know. They, they might go under that uh, triple X thing. You know? yeah. <laughs> exactly. Excessive language. Imagine the trench trophy is just the same way. In all fairness, they're not that bad because these guys take it serious. And we, and we talk to each other and respect each other. We have, our committee members have a lot of respect for one another. As a committee, we saw three, over 350 games as a committee. That's a lot of football. And like I said, in, in, if it weren't for um, – a couple of people I'd really like to, to talk about, Dennis DePaulo, because when we lost our, our place there at the bank when they closed down, St. Francis closed down, he st- we went to Dennis and he had no problem taking over the bank, which, which is a great relief. The, the Riverside Athletic Club's getting smaller and smaller. And they're not like they used to. They used to sponsor whole football leagues. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the funds anymore. So uh, Ron McCooley from AdPro stepped up and took care of that end of the thing for us. You've seen the T-shirts that they – we do have T-shirts for the, the finalists that we'll, we'll get to them. Unfortunately, they couldn't make it because most of them are playing. It's the little things that they do. And they get a T-shirt. Every, every finalist gets one T-shirt. Mm-hmm. So there's 98 T-shirts he had to give out to the guys. But if it weren't for those two guys, this thing would be on it. Uh, 
would be on uh, the end of going out. But we found a way to keep this thing going for 45 years, and we're going to keep it going. It's the most prestigious award we've gotten. It's, it's the equivalent to the Heisman, yeah. if, if, if you think about it. And, yeah, everybody that's involved, a big, huge thank you. We're going to take a break now. When we mm. come back, you're going to lay out the names I'll for lay us. out the names. And then Roger's head will explode. So uh, that'll be fun to watch for the last segment. <laughs> we're broadcasting live from Santora's Pizza and Pub. Uh, we are right across from the Marriott in Amherst. Come on by for one more segment, and then we're headed out to the stadium after this. Or come on by today and watch college football all day. A lot of great games, 41 taps on hand, great pizza. So come on by to Santora's. We'll be back for one last final segment of Inside High School Sports. All right, we're back now. Last segment of Inside High School Sports, the moment we've all been waiting for. Before we do that, Raj, you do have something to say, you sentimental goof. Yeah, what a uh, coincidence. Uh, we've had 44 previous uh, Conley Cup winners. Well, my wife Diana has put up with me every one of those years that you had a Conley Cup winner. I uh, kind of fumbled the ball a week ago. I should have done it. It was November 4th. Happy anniversary, Diana. I'm sure you're listening. Uh, these guys here think there's something wrong with you for putting up with me for 44 years. So no, we I don't guess, think we know. <laughs> yeah, right. we know. It's Did she get down the list there for making for putting up with them? <laughs> so uh, I guess I got to say thank you very much. Happy belated happy anniversary. She, All right. She can come to the banquet. Roger's got to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, she'll take you up on that if it's at Ilios. She loves Ilios. I'm gonna. This this list is done. In alphabetical order, or by schools in alphabetical order. So don't read anything into it. It doesn't mean somebody's a favorite if they're mentioned towards the top or the bottom. Okay, Dennis, go ahead. I wish I had a drum roll. Um, Isaiah McDuffie from Bennett. Eric Bartnick from Cheektowaga. Matt Eldridge from Cleve Hill. Max Gordino from Lancaster. Zach Zamberski from Lancaster. Brad Benson from Maple Grove, Garrett Blunt from Olean, Ian Baker from Springville, Dylan McDuffie from St. Francis, and Matt Myers from Timon. Wow. Just remember, this is our committee and how we feel, and with the hours and the hours that they put in as a volunteer committee, this is what we came up with. It took a lot of hard work to come up with this committee or this list. That's an impressive like list. Like I said, this is a volunteer group that puts in this work. Now do we get to tell them where they went wrong? <laughs> Let it rip, Raj. <laughs> tell you what, these guys were all in my top 15. I don't know if we should mention the names. You know, Boy, there's some good names that are left off. I mean, what, the Buffalo News in the beginning of the year uh, – I guess they featured, uh, what, Janka and uh, Hickson, uh, two good players. But like I say, these guys, <laughs> all right, I'll tell you what, who, who do we chop off this list? I can't see anybody who would chop off. I've seen every one of these players. I just saw the game on TV where uh, Chicktawaga beat Olean. Oh, my God, this bulk kid is the real deal. What a game he played. Sam Borski and Giordano, I just saw those uh, 
TV games. I was at the Hutch Tech game. I just saw the game against uh, Depew, which I had on DVR. But you got to wonder if one will cancel out the other. It's, uh, you know. Well, that just shows you how potent uh, Lancaster, Lancaster was. Absolutely. Uh, uh, second game, the uh, game at the Ralph against uh, Orchard Park. They not just won that game. They showed an example. They're, yeah, what was that? Uh, LG Castillo, is that the, he could have been on there? They had, yes, uh, names are escaping me and I'm blanking right now, but boy, Dennis, good job. Well, I'm going to say, you know, we had, there was, there was actually a four-way tie for the 10th spot. So, I mean, that's how tough it was for these guys to come down with this list. I mean, I'm looking at the list, and i got to tell you right now, just going over this, my favorites probably would be Isaiah McDuffie and Eric Bartnick. Uh, the seasons that they had, the numbers that they've were absolutely impressive. Uh, both of them are game breakers, game changers. Yeah, it's, it's a tough list. I mean, you know, you could put Baker in there, the season he has for Springville. Uh, amazing. Okay, and there's something we should call, and I'm sure Dennis uh, would want everybody to know this. Matt Eldridge today could run for 500 yards and it would have no effect on the uh, Conley Cup decision. The games that would affect how who wins the Conley Cup have all been played, and I'm sure you want to emphasize that. So we have guys still playing besides Eldridge. Well, we had Isaiah last night. Giordano and Samborski are playing this afternoon. Brad Benson has at least one more, probably two more games. Dylan McDuffie played last night, has one more game. Matt Myers has one more or two more games. None of these games subsequent to today will have, or subsequent to last week actually, will have nothing to do as to who wins the Conley Cup. Right. That's pretty cool. you got family members on this list in the McDuffie you know, Isaiah and Dylan are cousins. That continued the 100-year list of great McDuffies, and they're still going. I mean, they're still at the little league that uh, haven't gotten to high school yet. Watch out. Well, you notice there's a lot of our committee is here because outside of me, nobody knew this list. Not even our committee members knew it. Wow, why do they have a rope in – why are they setting up a rope, Dennis? I Hang me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what, Tony. Out of the 17 ballots I had, not one of the ballots were the same. So that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, but that's, un that's understandable. Like I say, uh, could we name a half a dozen more guys that could have been on this list sure. and nobody could dispute it? So I would have been shocked. In fact, if you'd have told me there was one ballot identical, I would have said these two guys were in collusion. And who do you take off to put on there? I mean, My point exactly. You know, it's, it's a tough decision. And like I said, for all the hours and hours that this committee puts in, I mean, Greg O'Shea does a lot of work keeping track of where they go and making sure these guys go. We got six or seven guys that, at the at the drop of a hat, will switch their games to go all over. You know, we got three or four guys now that are living in the Southern Tier that do this part time for us. That we're ex committee members that do the work they can't put in the two or two nights, three two days, three nights. Because a lot of these guys do three games a weekend. You know, and Anthony the. Uh Last two guys on the list, and again, it's only uh, alphabetical by school. St. Francis played their games on a Saturday night. You know, Jerry Smith wanted to be the only game in town. Oh, by the way, happy birthday to Jerry Smith. That's tomorrow. Yeah, that's like, what, 15 Celsius is his age or something like that? <laughs> yeah. I forget what it was. Uh, but anyway, because of that, St. Francis played a night game against the Time in a few weeks ago. 
and there was a bunch of us there at that game because, again, it's the only game in town. Anybody who was at that game could not argue that Dylan McDuffie and Matt Meyer should have been on that list. These two guys were like, oh, my God, both on two teams that night. I need one more thing, though, for anybody to listen. I need these players to definitely send me an email at the com. I need to get in touch with you right away because we need to get your sizes for jackets that we have at the banquet that that pro provides. But we need your sizes as soon as possible because we have very little time to get these things to the printer. Dennis, thank you so much. Connolly Cup members, thank you guys uh, for showing up. Tom Prince, good to see you. Uh, thank you to everybody. Thank you to Santoris for being wonderful hosts to us today. Frank, Roger, and uh Big thanks to uh, everybody involved. We'll see you next week. Get out to the stadium and uh, go Cleveville. Go Markell. <laughs> All right. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.